Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to episode 47 of Luke 21 Radio. We're in part four of a series studying the Olivet Discourse. The Olivet Discourse was Jesus's end times teaching on the Mount of Olives, and discourse means teachings, and Olivet comes from the Mount of Olives, and this teaching section of the Gospels is found in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. We're going to begin by concentrating on Matthew 24 as we did in our last episode, but I'd like to begin with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI in his book, Jesus of Nazareth, Volume 2. By the way, if you're listening to this, it kind of tells me that you are interested in biblical prophecy, and I'm just going to guess that many of you are surfing to Catholic websites attempting to outline and predict a certain sequence of events in the future. Just like to warn you that some of those are teaching things that contradict the fathers of the church and the catechism of the church. And if you wanted something more valuable than all of these websites that I've been able to discover so far put together wouldn't compare with volume two of Pope Benedict XVI's Jesus of Nazareth. Volume two of Jesus of Nazareth gets to the last part of Jesus's three-year ministry. And of course, the Olivet Discourse is the last part of the final years of Jesus's ministry. A book that you could probably read uh, 10 times, at least the prophetic sections, so that you can grasp, because it's very important to get the right perspective on this. And you should know that there's some very orthodox, solid Catholics, published authors on Catholic media who take a different road than Pope Benedict XVI does, than St. Augustine does, and that the Catechism does, and you may not realize that. So I just gave you where I'm coming from, Pope Benedict, St. Augustine, Catechism, Scripture. And um, my view of Scripture comes from the perspective, particularly of St. Augustine. Pope Benedict, of course, is a true disciple of St. Augustine, and so it shouldn't be a surprise that they're in harmony. Okay, Pope Benedict said this, the discourse, this discourse, the Olivet Discourse, that's Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, could perhaps be described as the most difficult text in the whole of the Gospels. In other words, how do you interpret the Olivet Discourse? This is the most difficult task in the Gospels. And what makes it so difficult to understand is the reference as far as what is it referring to, the whole perspective, is it referring to the future, especially events preceding the second coming of Christ? We call that the futuristic view or futuristic perspective of these teachings. Or there are many people who say, no, it's the preterist or historical that Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21 are referring to events surrounding the destruction of Jerusalem by the Romans in 70 AD. So one's looking to the future, one's looking to the past. 
Now, in our last episode, I tried to establish that there are solid reasons for the preterist view, the preterist view being the historic view of 70 AD. And I gave you Josephus's historical report of the destruction of Jerusalem, destruction of the temple. And Obvious has historical references in Matthew 24. I pointed out that it was um, the disciples pointing out the wonderful stones of the temple and Jesus predicting there won't be one stone left upon another. So it obviously had reference when they asked Jesus on the Mount of Olives, when is this going to be? And he says, when those are in Judea, they should flee immediately to the mountains. He didn't say those in New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles. He's saying Judea. So it had a reference to people in Jerusalem in the first century. Okay. But is that all there is? And this is where I'm going to follow uh, Pope Benedict. And I'll just give you one reason why. I could spend a few broadcasts explaining why, but I'm just going to give you a testimony of Professor Father James Shaw, who is the chair of political science at Georgetown University. He was asked, how do you think history will remember Pope Benedict XVI? And this is how he answered, quote, it will remember him as the greatest and most learned intellect ever to occupy the chair of Peter. And reading Benedict, I have always been struck by how familiar he is, not just with the Old and New Testaments in their original languages, but with his constant referring to the fathers of the church, especially Augustine. Okay, now I am going to give you a sentence from Pope Benedict speaking to bishops, and you tell me, is this preterist? Is this futurist, or is this a combination of the two? Pope Benedict XVI speaking, quote, the judgment announced by the Lord Jesus referred above all to the destruction of Jerusalem in the year 70. But the threat of judgment also regards us, the Church of Europe and the West in general. But the threat of judgment also regards us. So Pope Benedict, unlike some of my Catholic friends who are maybe a little too hard in leaning to a consistent preterist viewpoint, not entirely consistent, because you should know that consistent preterists will deny the second coming of Christ. They believe that the scriptures referring to the second coming of Christ applied in the first century. That's heretical. That's off the charts. I don't know anyone personally as a Catholic friend who holds that. But Pope Benedict seems to have a balance saying, yes, it tips to an original understanding of 70 AD, but it's not limited to that. It speaks to us now. Now, I promise to show you that double fulfillment, in other words, something that happened in 70 AD, in effect, could be a lens for something happening at the end of time, a prophetic lens, prophetic preview. And we have such a one right in the middle of this section of Scripture. In Matthew 24 and verse 15, Jesus says, So when you see the desolating sacrilege spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. 
Then he goes on to say in verse 16, let then those who are in Judea take off to the mountains. Now, Jesus is teaching the reality of double fulfillment in this prophecy about 70 AD. How's that? Well, he's referring to an abomination of desolation taught by Daniel. Uh, Most biblical scholars are fully aware that when Daniel, the historical context of the abomination of desolation, wasn't 70 AD, it was in 167-168 BC with a horrible man called Antiochus Epiphanes and the Maccabean Revolt. That whole time there, when they put a pig on the altar in the temple and such, that was the abomination of desolation in BC days. And Jesus is taking that historical prophecy in Daniel, but he says, let the reader understand. Think, this is double fulfillment. It's the same thing, basically the same concept that the temple is gonna be defiled. This time, not by Antiochus Epiphanes, this is gonna be the Romans. But it's double fulfillment taught right within the passage that extreme preterist says there's no such thing as double fulfillment, and there is. So here's my question. If we know there can be double fulfillment, in other words, an abomination of desolation one and a half centuries before Christ by Antiochus, We know that we have an abomination of desolation in 70 AD by the Romans. My question is this, could there be an abomination of desolation by the Antichrist before the second coming? In other words, we know there can be a double fulfillment by the teaching of Jesus. So my question is, could we then perhaps believe in even a triple fulfillment? Now you're going to see why I like St. Augustine. St. Augustine on Christian Doctrine, Book 3, Chapter 37, and I quote, And in the same way, other objects are not single in their signification, but each one of them denotes not two only, but sometimes even several different things according to the connection in which it is found. In other words, some things in Scripture will apply to multiple situations. Then you go to St. Augustine, City of God, Book 20, Chapter 5, and then he talks about many passages seem to refer to the Last Judgment. But you take a closer examination, and it's very hard to tell because some refer to the coming of our Savior, which continually occurs in the church. This is what happens in the Mass. And there's a reality. There's a coming of Jesus in every Mass. He literally really comes, okay? And some views of the book of Revelation is basically what occurs in the Mass. But St. Augustine doesn't limit it to that. He says, or it can refer to the destruction of, of the earthly Jerusalem. For when he speaks of this, that's Jesus, he often uses language which is applicable to the end of the world and that last and great day of judgment so that these two events cannot be distinguished. What two events? 70 AD 
and the events preceding and leading up to the second coming of Christ. So there's two events spoken of using the same language. Again, that's St. Augustine on Christian Doctrine, Book 3, Chapter 37, and St. Augustine, City of God, Book 20, Chapter 5. So how are you going to figure this out? Well, he says, you need to take all the corresponding passages bearing on the subject in the three evangelists, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and then compare them to one another. For some things are put more obscurely by one evangelist and more plainly by another. So, Jesus breaks the ice. We can have a double fulfillment. The Great Tribulation in 70 AD was a fulfillment of what was prefigured, what happened prophesied by Daniel that occurred in the Maccabean conflict with Antiochus. And St. Augustine says that even that 70 AD event talked about in the Gospels, the very language it uses can apply to 70 AD as well as to the second coming. And so our way through this interpretive challenge, which Benedict says is the most difficult in the Gospels, is to compare carefully the Gospels with one another, and particularly if one Gospel may have something to say that the other two don't. That waits till next time. I'm Steve Wood, your host. You've been listening to episode 47 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.